to the multitude there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying Lord have mercy on my son for he is a lunatic and sore vexed for oft for oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water 
and I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could, not, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the move of your Holy Spirit. We thank you for, Lord, moving those mountains of impossibility. We thank you for moving every area, every mountain in our lives, Lord. Lord, we speak to those areas of our lives that have overtaken us, and we command them in the name of Jesus that they be removed. And, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for it is your word that brings healing. It is your word that, that casts away those mountains. And we thank you for what you're doing here on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. By the power of your Holy Spirit, we ask that you continue to be glorified, continue to pour your spirit out upon your people. Speak to us in this time. Speak to us in this season. Give us the instructions that, that, that you would have us to follow. We trust in you. For your word says it is not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. And we thank you. We give you the glory. We give you the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good evening, my brothers and sisters, and welcome again to another segment of Kingdom Empowerment Radio. I am your host every second and fourth Monday, Chaplain Kevin Graves. It is a pleasure to be with you once again. Tonight's topic is I decree and declare. I decree and declare. And I want to challenge everyone uh, who's listening. Do you believe that God can move mountains on your behalf? Do you believe that God can actually do what he says that he is going to do? Do we maybe believe it for a moment, but then, you know, later on we, we look back at it and then we start to say, mm, I just don't think it's possible. And that's what I want to examine in this segment um, the importance and, or, or the significance of the spoken word. We have power, my brothers and sisters. We have power and authority to cast out demons, to, to, to lay hands on the sick and, and to see them delivered and healed. God has given us this power, not in our own understanding and not in our own strength, but he has given us authority to speak, to release into the atmosphere, and we can see legitimate change. He has given us this power and authority, but only in the name of Jesus Christ. So what I want to discuss here, and for, of course, every, in, in every segment, you know, I always say, uh, please have a pen, uh, paper out, and, uh, and also your Bible. Um, and when we look at uh, to decree a thing, what does it mean? to decree a thing. Well, a decree is an official statement that something must happen. 
Let me say that again. A decree is an official statement that something must happen. So if you believe, if you say, as Jesus says right here, the scripture says that if ye, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, ye shall say to this mountain, remove to yonder place, and it shall be so. So if there's enough faith in you that you can actually do this. Now, we're not talking about literal mountains here. We're, uh, you know, this is metaphorically speaking. Uh, we have to understand that when we speak to that mountain, that situation in our lives, that sickness, uh, uh, that particular circumstance, that anxiety, that depression, that suicidal thought, so on and so the lust of the flesh, so on and so forth. When you begin to speak to those areas and you say, mm, no, I have no partnership nor covenant with unrighteousness, with unholiness, and I command this area of stumbling block to be removed, and it shall be removed in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because we have now, we have the power of our faith. We have the power in our understanding that, Lord, this is what you say. This is what your word is saying. So if it's what your word says, then I'm going to put it to practice. And I am now going to demonstrate what you're telling me to do in real life, in real time. And this is what we must begin to do. It's one thing to say, oh, yes, I believe and I have faith in God. and yes, But it's another thing when that faith is now tried by fire. That faith is now put to the test. And this is what separates us from the unbelievers. This is what separates us from sinners. Is that now we have a faith that, has, that is now moving to practice. That we have, I believe God, and I'm now going to demonstrate my faith that God can move mountains. That, 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 that he can deliver. That he can establish healing that he can uh, bring about reconciliation. But it requires that we first believe that he can do it. We must have that faith in us that says, yes, I believe it. I know it. Now I'm going to walk according to it. Now, again, a decree is an official statement that something must happen. And when we declare a thing, in essence, what we're saying is we're making something known sometimes in the face of actual or potential contradiction. Let me say that again. When we declare a thing, when we're releasing a declaration, we're making it known. We're making it known. Now, as we're making this particular thing known, sometimes it will, it, it will literally fly right in the face of, 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 of a contradiction. So, you may say, well, yeah, I believe God can heal me, and I believe God can restore me, but the doctor's report says that um, this is incurable, that uh, this is going to be my portion. For example, let's say a doctor report says, well, right now, according to this report, this person has uh, a certain amount of days to live. But then as believers, we say, okay, I, okay, I see that report. I know what the doctors are saying. But I also want to examine the report of God. 
I want to go to the throne room, and, Lord, I don't know what is your will concerning this particular person, and, Lord, I am going to intercede, and I am going to pray unless the Lord tells you not to. Oh, did I say that? Did I say that? If the Lord tells you not to, but wait a minute, Lord, you, you, you just said that, Lord, if I pray, if I intercede that, Lord, you, no, hey, I've learned a very valuable lesson with regards to prayer. I used to go to people, or well, actually the other way around, people would ask me to uh, uh, pray for them or to keep their circumstance in prayer. And, of course, I had no problem with doing that because in, in my mind, in my mind, it was the proper thing to do. It was the Christian thing to do. But what Scripture has revealed is that there are times when God tells us not to pray for people. And it's, it, it's in Scripture. It's in Scripture. In fact, if, since I brought that up, um, I can go to, in fact, we can go there together, to uh, the book of Jeremiah. You know? And, you know, there's a scripture that speaks specifically to what Jeremiah was given the instruction to do. In verse, and I'll start at verse 10. Thus saith the Lord unto his people, thus have they loved to wander. They have not refrained their feet, therefore the Lord doth not accept them. He will now remember their iniquity and visit their sins. Let me read that again, please. Thus saith the Lord unto his people, thus have they loved to wander. Okay, that was me at one point. They have not refrained their feet, therefore the Lord doth not accept them. He will now remember their iniquity and visit their sins. Then said the Lord unto me, pray not for this people for their good. When they fast, I will not hear their cry. When they offer burnt offering and an oblation, I will not accept them. But I will consume them by the sword and by the famine and by the pestilence. Wow. So there you have it. There you have it. So what's my point here? So my lesson in prayer, my brothers and sisters, is, Lord, whatever it is, whatever your will is, Concerning this particular people, whether this particular situation or person, Lord, I commit it to your care. Lord, I, 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 I surrender every worry, every fear and concern into your care. And that is how I approach God in prayer. Lord, if it be your will concerning the situation, let your kingdom come and let your will be established in it. So when we make these decrees and declarations, Lord, if it be your will over this situation, somebody said, well, well, we need to pray with fire. And yes, yes, absolutely. But we must also pray in the spirit. A lot of us, we pray from our emotions and we're not praying in the spirit. This is what the, this is what the Lord is saying concerning this situation and, and, and acting accordingly. Do not allow your emotions or or even your desire to want to do good because you just it's the right thing to do. We pray for people. That's a part of what we do as believers. We intercede. And there's going to be times as scripture says the Lord is going to say no. No. 
They, <laughs> these people wander. They're quick to wander. I've given them every opportunity, but they've chose, but they've chosen to go their own way. And this is our reality. So, just to recap, a decree is an official statement that something must happen. To declare, when we declare a thing, we're making a thing known. Often, or sometimes, in the face, in the face, excuse me, of actual or potential contradiction. We see another example of speaking something into existence, and we see uh, the power of a spoken word when God is in the midst, and that's the key, when God is in the midst. And there's a scripture, and many of, many of you, are, I'm sure, know of this scripture. Uh, it's in Ezekiel chapter 37, the Valley of Dry Bones, and uh, the Word of God reads, And the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me, and excuse me, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these dry, can these bones live? Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone, and when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. Verse 10, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. I, I love the scripture when it says, I prophesied as he commanded as he commanded. So I prophesied as he, as I was commanded. So we must, my brothers and sisters, in our intercession, in our prayer time, we must follow the instructions of God. How do we hear the voice of God? How do we know it's even God talking? Uh, this is where, again, our intercession and our prayer time and our fasting must go to another level. If you want to remain bottled up in dry situations, in places where there is death, uh, if you're comfortable in that, then this message is not for you. But if you truly want to break out of your situation and you have come to a place where you said, look, Lord, I am tired of being sick and tired. Lord, you're going to have to do something. I'm tired of this situation. I don't know what it is you're going to do. But, Lord, I am speaking, I am prophesying, I am speaking to the four winds, and I am decreeing, and I am declaring that I am coming out of this situation in the name of Jesus Christ. So this is what we must do as believers. If you are in that place, my brothers and sisters, and there may be some of, out, there may be some of you out there right now who, 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 are in, 
who are in an impossible situation where you don't see any way out. And, and and you prayed, and God has not answered you, or maybe he has answered you, but it's not the answer you're looking for. I am here to tell you tonight that God has ways of, again, allowing us to be in situations that we may even consider, say, Lord, how could you allow such a thing? How, what, I don't see the good in this. I don't see the, the, the profitability in being in this situation. How is this making me better? How is this advancing my ministry? And this is where a deep abiding uh, relationship with God comes in. We have to trust him. We have to have faith that when he allows for certain things to happen, that, that he's doing it for a reason. And we may not understand that reason at that point in time. But we have to say, Lord... For, though you slay me, I will go on to worship you. I will go on to give you praise. I will go on to lift your name on high. That even in the midst of this situation, Lord, even in this valley, even in this, this mountainous uh, terrain, Lord, where it's just one hindrance after another, that, Lord, you are doing something. Maybe I am my own problem. Maybe I am my own own worst enemy. I'm, maybe I'm saying, well, you Satan this and Satan that, and I cast you out. And maybe I have become my own worst enemy. Maybe I have, maybe it's the openings that I have created that have allowed for me to be in this situation. So therefore we must examine ourselves. We must look at this and say, Lord, is there anything in me? Hallelujah. That is keeping me bound to this situation. Have I merely created openings for Satan to come in and afflict me? So, my brothers and sisters, your words have power. Your words have impact. When you speak a thing and you're declaring it in the name of Jesus, you have that ability to, to again, arrest circumstances. You have the ability to say, okay, in the name of Jesus, we can come into this situation by faith, and in the power, and knowing that, Lord, you can do it, it can be done. It can be done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, there, there, there's a scripture in the book of Isaiah, uh, prophet Isaiah, uh, chapter 10, uh, verse 27. And, you know, I, I must say, you know, there's many of us out there who have been burdened with all sorts of strongholds. And, for example, let me go to the scripture. The scripture says, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So my brothers and sisters, as long as you are in right relationship with God, as long as you are considered, you are, you, you are covered by the Holy Spirit, you are the anointed of God, I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you that you're not going to have trouble. I'm not here to tell you, I, I'm, I, I'm, this is not a motivational speech here. I want to keep it real with you. As we come into this walk, as we walk with Christ, rest assured 
there are going to be troubles. There's going to be troubles, uh, trials, tribulation, strongholds, problems. Rest assured. Rest assured. But I do want to examine what is our posture? What is our mindset? What is our stance in the midst of trouble? Now, you may be a Lord's anointed, and as these burdens and strongholds come your way, what is your posture in the spirit? Are we complaining? Are are, 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 are we uh, going to backslide? Are we going to say, Lord, you're, where are you in the midst of this? God honors our posture in the midst of trial and circumstance, difficult circumstances. He watches us. And not only that, there are, there, there are people watching us. There are angels watching us. Satan is watching us. What is going to be our posture in time of trouble? Do we open up our mouth and, and decree over our lives, or not just our lives, but our family lives, the lives of our family members? Do we speak and declare our day? When we get up in the morning, okay, even before we get up in the morning, when we lay our head down, are we, decree, are we decreeing and declaring a thing as we sleep? He said, I decree and declare that no, no, no spirit is going to come and sit on me in my sleep and rape me, have sex with me, uh, 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 steal from me, uh, make me eat in my dreams. I decree and declare that I am covered by the blood of Jesus even as I sleep. Are we making declarations and decreeing a thing over ourselves when we rest at night? Are we decreeing these things even as we get up in the morning? It says, yes, Lord, you have given me this day. This is the day that you have made. I'm going to rejoice in this day, and I command my day. My day is going to listen to me. Are we doing this? Are we taking authority, that God-given authority, over our lives? And say, and even speaking to your, many of us, you know, have trouble even in our finances, okay? Managing money, being good stewards. Lord, teach me good stewardship. Teach me to be a manager, a, a, a sound manager over what you've blessed me with. Teach me how to, and not so much always praying, more and more and more. Lord, I want more and more. Well, some of us can't even handle a five and we want ten. So, Lord, thank you for the five. I want to be a master of the five. And not only that, I want that, I want that five to see that I am in control. I am in control of this five. And then as you show yourself, as we show ourselves to be faithful over the little, the Lord over time will begin to give us a little bit more. He says, okay, good. You're a good steward and a good manager, and now I'm going to bless you with more. Today we get it all wrong. Many of us were were were, playing, were were doing the scratch off games and we're playing lotto tickets, hoping for more, and we can't even manage what we have. Well, if I had just a little bit more, you know, you know, if you had a little just a little bit more, you are now pushing yourself into a higher tax bracket, and not only that, you're increasing your level of responsibility because with more, huh? Because to whom much is given, right? Much is required. So many people are asking for the wrong thing. We're asking for more affluency, more wealth, and not knowing what we're getting ourselves into. Be careful what you be, be careful what you're looking for. Be careful what you ask for. 
could be a very, very dangerous thing. Millions of dollars in the wrong hands. There have been, there, there, there been uh, 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 stories of people who have won these uh, uh, lotteries and who have ended up broke. Why? Poor stewardship. Or you get individuals that they, 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 they come out of everywhere. All of a sudden, now you have friends you haven't even spoken to in, in years. Here they come. So let's have the mind of Christ in what we have. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Father. And he will bless you. And when we speak, we are speaking, we are commanding our day, we are decreeing, we are ordering our day. Why? Because as sons and daughters, we have the power to do that. We don't have to go around like slaves saying, okay, you know, you know, just, you know, from paycheck to paycheck, Lord, I'm, you know, you know, it seems like, Lord, we need to start asking money to do things for us. He said, I'm not going to work for money. Yes, we're going to work, but I want money to now work for me. Lord, give me that mindset that money is now going to work for me instead of me having to labor for it. That I'm going to put this to work. I'm going to invest it properly. And if I don't know what I'm doing, then I'm going to align myself with people who know what they're doing. And what are we doing? What are we doing? As we develop this type of mindset of good stewardship and we put back into the kingdom, as we sow into the kingdom of God and we're not, and, and not just sowing, not just sowing, but watch where you're sowing. Watch, when you're, watch where you're sowing. Because not every ground that you put seed in is fertile ground. Not every seed that you sow into is good ground, is good soil. So, Lord, Ask, ask God for that discernment. Lord, give me the discernment to know where to sow that seed so that, Lord, it is going, that it is truly going towards the advancement of your kingdom. So, again, these are, this is the power that we have as sons and daughters of the Most High. We have this power to order our day, to say, money, I'm not going to work for you. You're going to work for me, to speak into situations and, 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 and see deliverance. And see God move. And not that we can boast in our own thing, in our own ability. Wow, look at this. Look at that. Look at what I have done. No. Lord, thank you for what you're doing here. Because it's all coming together for your glory. It's all coming together for your purpose. And this, my brothers and sisters, this is why we, again, as the word of God says, we speak. We release. A word. We release power. We're releasing God to now intervene, to now move supernaturally into situations. Into why? And why would He want to? Why? Why would God now want to? Why? Because number one, we believe that He can, and it's for His glory. Whenever we put Him first, whenever He's in it, and we and, and we follow His command, and we're following His instruction, and we're living righteous, and we're and, and we're living holy. He will move on your behalf. His word says so. He tells us very clearly. So with that said, it is approximately 8.01 p.m. I do want to open up the phone lines for any questions or comments at this time on tonight's topic. I decree and declare. I decree and declare. 
So at this time, I would like to open up the phone lines for any uh, questions or comments. If there aren't any, then and then I will certainly continue. Caller, you're on the air. If there are any questions or comments at this time, if not, then I will continue. Okay, moving forward. Okay, God bless you. Amen. Amen. So, my brothers and sisters, this is the authority and power that we have. We have the fire, we have the power to, to call on God. And it's very important. And the whole purpose of this segment is to instill in you or to make you aware of this fire. How many of you out there listening want to call down the fire of God for you, for your circumstance? And I'm sure there are many of you out there that have situations where you say, Lord, I need your fire in this situation. I want to call down the consuming fire of God. And, and mind you, I want to be, be, be careful with this now. I want you to be very, very careful. I want you to understand that when we call down the fire of God, when we're making decrees and, and, and declarations, that we are doing so, okay, knowing, okay, that we're fighting spirits here. And I want to make that very, very clear to you. We are fighting spirits. We are not fighting people. So when we're calling down the fire of God, we're not calling down the fire of God on a person. We don't want to see a person destroyed. We want to see the spirit that's operating in that person to be destroyed. We care very much about the individual. But what we have an issue with is the, 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 the spirits that are in action, the spirits that are influencing people to, to say and, and, and do things. So we want to be very much uh, in harmony uh, with Scripture. And we want to make sure that when we're calling down the fire of God, that we're not calling down the fire of God on people, because remember now, we're sons and daughters of God. We're not witches here, okay? We're not practicing witchcraft. We're not engaging in that, okay? We're sons and daughters of the Most High, and our focus is dealing with issues within the spirit realm, okay? So with that said, we need to understand that this fight that we're in is a spiritual battle and when we make decrees and de uh, decrees and and declarations we are saying in the name of Jesus why because in the name of Jesus there is power in the name of Jesus there is authority and we must keep that in mind that again I cannot cast anything out in my own strength I need the power of God I need the authority of Jesus Christ to do this so when we uh, 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 go to, uh, to the Lord And we make a declaration I'll give you an example There are, there, there, there are many uh, People, probably some listening Right now uh, uh, that, that, that are under attack That you have witches And, and, and warlocks and wizards and sorcerers They're, they're praying against you and, and, and they're speaking all manner of evil Against you and, uh, and, and as believers We have the responsibility okay, To tear down 
to tear down the, these, the, the, these kingdoms and these covenants. And we must say, Lord, if I have established any covenant with any witch, with any warlock, in the name of Jesus, I dismantle and destroy this covenant in the name of Jesus. I decree, I decree and declare that any uh, 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 mantle that has been passed on to me, any altar that I have erected, any, in, 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 any incantation, any evil spoken that I have, may have speaking over anyone's life, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for the things that I have done. Lord, I turn from this sin. I repent. Lord, wash me. Wash me with your blood. And this is what God is looking for. He's looking for a heart that is broken. He's looking for a heart that is contrite. He's looking for a heart that truly wants to turn away from sin. And this is where we have to begin to speak into those areas. And this is what God is looking for. And if you really want deliverance and you really want healing, then this is something that you have to do. And you must do so emphatically. Satan does not respond to, to little prayers, prayers that have no power, prayers that have no fire behind them. This is why, again, when we pray, we must come in tongues. We must come, hallelujah, in the power of God, and we must come with authority. So when you pray, you're praying like you're waging war. Because that, in essence, is what you're doing. Satan is not going to respond to a little lay-me-down-to-sleep prayer. He, he'll laugh. He'll laugh. He'll say, no, 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 come. Mm, 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 mm. Are you serious? When he, but what he does respond to, he responds to fire. He responds to the authority. He responds. He can say, hmm, okay, all right, this is, hey, okay, all right. Mm, this person's anointed. This person is indeed true. Okay, but if we're not if we're not praying with faith, if we're not praying with fire, if we're not praying in the spirit, it's going to have no effect. So when we pray, we must again we must come forth with boldness, with determination, with spiritual armor on, and we must constantly again tear down, dismantle, tear down. Dismantle, destroy, Lord, destroy with fire, destroy with Holy Ghost fire. Come and, and, and Lord, send your fire in this situation. Consume it, Lord. Let it burn into ashes in the name of Jesus Christ. So when we come, we are coming in the name of Jesus. We're coming as a we are coming, Lord, with as a consuming fire. Lord, intervene in this situation. Dismantle, destroy, send your Fire down now, Lord. Send your judgment upon this situation, Lord. Break it. Break it so that, Lord, hey, it doesn't, we, we, when we say break it, we don't want it to come back together again. So we want to see it destroyed. We want to see it, hallelujah, dismantled. We want no part of this particular thing in the name of Jesus. So when we say this, we're, we're focusing on those problem areas. We're focusing, Lord, let's say some of us are struggling with anxiety. Lord, dismantle and destroy that area of anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, Lord, poverty, generational curse, Jezebel, Lord, Jezebel, even in your church, Lord Jesus. Lord, there are Jezebels, Lord. There are eunuchs, Lord. We decree and declare. We're speaking against the spirit. We come against that spirit of Jezebel, that those Jezebel eunuchs in the body of Christ. We dismantle and destroy your chairs. 
in the name of Jesus. You have no place in, in, in the house of God. We dismantle your assignment. You, ha- you have no place to sit. You have the fact we destroy you now by Holy Ghost fire in the name of Jesus Christ. And we speak again. And this is how we're praying. This is how we're praying. So I'm just giving you a demonstration. I'm just giving you a demonstration of how we're to come against, again, these types of spirits. They come into the church and they want to sit. Why? Because either we don't see them or we do see them and we just let them sit there. We make them feel comfortable right at home and they won't move. They will not move. Why? Because the spirit of God, why? Because number one, they're welcome there. We have created an opening for them to sit there, and we're not addressing that spirit that's in operation. But rest assured, when you come with fire, yes, Jezebel is going to, she's going to, hey, he or she is going to retaliate. I did say he or she is going to retaliate, okay? So be prepared when you come up against these particular spirits that there's going to be retaliation. There's going to be retaliation. So it's very important that you gird yourselves up that you gird yourselves up even as you sleep and you're praying against these spirits, ask for the Lord to cover you, that he would send angels to protect you, that he would have a hedge around you to protect you as you sleep because they're not going to let you go so easily. They're going to put up a fight. You may require some prayers or even deliverance uh, prayers uh, require sessions. They don't, sometimes they don't go in one session. They may require you to, to, to have to t- uh, go in a second or maybe even a third time. So uh, my brothers and sisters, it's very important. It's very, very important that you use the authority that God has given you to tear down principalities, powers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. You have this authority. You don't have to remain in bondage. You are the anointed of God. You are God's chosen. God has not, Jesus did not come for us to be in, to, re, to remain in captivity. Understand, understand that even though some of us, we go through demonic oppression, God has not called us to remain in that situation. We are to come out of it with a testimony of God's healing power, of God's restoring power, and to come out of that saying, Lord, thank you. I lift my hands. Thank you for your deliverance. Thank you for your healing. And getting back to the scripture in Matthew that I had uh, opened with, it's important that when we're doing this, when we are uh, uh, casting out demons, that we are doing it, hallelujah, with, with number one, we need power, and that power comes from Christ. There can be no doubt in you. There can be nothing in you that could, that, that demon can say, hmm, no, you're, you're trying to cast me out? You don't have any power. You don't have any authority. By what name do you cast me out? So, but when you come in the authority and you come with boldness and you come with authority, those demons will have no choice but to leave. They cannot stay. And you decree and declare they have no legal ground. They have no legal right to be where they're at in the name of Jesus Christ. So at this time, my brothers and sisters, I would like to open up the phone lines for any uh, questions or comments at this time on tonight's topic. Again, it is tonight's topic is I decree and declare again. I decree 
and declare. Call her on the air. Any questions or comments at this time? Okay, if um, there's no additional, if there's no questions or comments, I'm going to continue. God bless. Okay. Well, my brothers and sisters, I have approximately 15 minutes remaining in this program. I really, truly hope this uh, program uh, was able to help you in the area of, again, making decrees and declares, uh, or the declarations, excuse me, over uh, your, your situations, over uh, strongholds or obstacles that uh, you may be having in your life. And just know, again, applying the scripture. It is very, very important that we apply scripture to our circumstances and say, Lord, this is what your word says. So if I apply it and if I, I follow it and I'm doing this in a way that is pleasing to you, Lord, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. In fact, there are many testimonies, my brothers and sisters, of people who have been delivered, who have been set free. And there are ministers of the gospel who are applying the, the, the concept of, of healing and deliverance. And, and they're speaking with, and they're coming to people with uh, authority and power. And they're saying, in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare that this uh, situation, that this spirit, hallelujah, be cast out in the name of Jesus. There are individuals, okay, anointed uh, ministers of the gospel who are casting out demons in Jesus' name, who have this power and who have applied it, and it does work. So this is not some some magic that uh, 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 we're following here, or, or just mere stories. This, excuse me, this is actual uh, uh, manifestations of what God is doing in the lives of His people. So this is real. This is real. And uh, if you just take the time to uh, apply it to your own life and watch God work, uh, you, you will be truly, truly blessed by this. And, and, and again, it's, it's very, very important. Again, in order to see this manifest in your life, it's going to require you to do what? If you want to see what I've just mentioned, if you want to see the manifestation of the power of God operating in and through your life, what do what does God require? He requires righteousness. He requires us to walk with him in a way that is pleasing. He requires holiness. He requires us to number one, to, to also study the word, get into the word of God. He wants us to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. What I mean what, what do I mean by that? When we are baptized with the Holy Spirit, we are no longer seeing with carnal eyes, meaning that when God baptizes us with the Holy Spirit and with fire, that means he, he, he is, in essence, taken over us. He is, he is now living inside of us, which means that we have the authority and the power to, as Scripture says, to, again, 
speak with new tongues, which is, again, as, as I've discussed in the past, evidence that the Holy Spirit is with us. We have, a, we have the power to heal the sick, and we have power to cast out demons. And this is what the Bible tells us. So we want to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. We need to be baptized by the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, um, uh, what we have, mere religion, what we have is, is okay, I'm just going to follow the doctrine. But in order for this doctrine to literally jump off the pages and become real to you, there's something that we need to do. We must be in the Spirit. And this is why Jesus said uh, uh, to Nicodemus, who visited him by night, he says, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And if, re- and if you read down a little bit further, it says, nor can he enter into it. So if you truly want to see the kingdom of God operate in your life, if you truly want to enter into the kingdom of God, then it's going to require us to go a different level, to go a higher level, excuse me. We're going to have to go a higher level. We're going to have to go higher in our understanding of who God is. There are many <clears throat> teachings out there and, and many different uh, uh, religions. And some people believe God is this. Others believe God is that. We believe, according to the Christian faith, that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So what God is saying here, in order for you to decree a thing, in order for you to, uh, to see the manifestation of God in the earth, in order for you to see miracle signs and wonders, we are going to have to, we're going to have to put on God. In essence, we're going to have to have his spirit living inside of us, telling us what to do, giving us the instruction, and obeying what he's telling us to do, no matter how difficult it may be. No matter even how long, uh, he, he, he tells us, this is what it means to live a sacrificial life, a life that is pleasing to God, a life that, 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 that say, Lord, I trust you. I believe in you. And this is why Jesus spoke, and he says, oh, you faithless generation. <laughs> he knew what he was talking about. He's like saying, here, here are these. Then you're 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 doing something. You you're following the instruction, but nevertheless, there's a problem, and you can't you can't perform this miracle if your heart is not right before me. You can't perform this miracle if you don't have faith. If you don't believe that you could actually do it. So, before we engage. In any sort of uh, healing and deliverance, or even ask the Spirit of God to move in a situation, we must first believe He can. We must say, Lord, I again, I believe that You can. We must move according to the Holy Spirit. This is why it's important when we teach baptism of the Holy Spirit that that uh, again uh, that we first have an understanding of what it means to be baptized. Because there's a lot of believers within the body of Christ that has no idea. They may have heard what baptism of the Holy Spirit is, but they've never been baptized. So it's very, very important that as we walk with God, that we, again, have his spirit, that we welcome him and says, Lord, come into my heart, come into my mind. Lord, I need your understanding. I don't want to understand this according 
to my own uh, uh, carnal understanding. But, Lord, I want to uh, 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 ask that you come into my life and that you transform my thinking, that, Lord, you begin to uh, work in the area of discernment. I don't want to be deceived. I don't want to, again, as I spoke about uh, 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 sowing into ground that is not kingdom. And this is something, my brothers and sisters, that we pride ourselves here on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. We pride ourselves in this uh, 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 keeping it kingdom. We pride ourselves in addressing kingdom concerns. Why? Because we are kingdom residents. We are kingdom sons and daughters. And we have this authority to, as I said, Lord, these people need to see a demonstration of your kingdom. They need to see the miracles and the signs and the wonders of your kingdom. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, reveal yourself to them. Show yourself, them, show yourself to them. He, bring healing. Bring restoration in this particular area. Why? Certainly not so that I can boast in the ability to do this, but so that God would open the eyes and the hearts of people who are burdened with religion, who, who have not seen God operate in their lives before. So this is why we do what we do here on Kingdom Empowerment Radio. And it's not just me. It's, it, it, it's other ministers of the gospel as well, bringing messages such as this one, saying, speak into your circumstance. Decree a thing over your circumstance. Declare a thing over your circumstance. Speak life. Do what God told his, uh, his prophet to do, prophet Ezekiel. He said, son of man, prophesy, speak to the four winds, and watch God move. And the prophet did exactly as he was commanded to do. And as I had shared with you earlier, it is important in our, in our proclaiming, in our decreeing a thing, in our declaring a thing, that we take the emotion out and put God in it, Lord, what is your will? Let your kingdom come. Let your will be established in the midst of the situation. And if it's God's will, he will certainly intervene. And with that said, with that said, I have approximately six minutes left in the program. Um, in conclusion, uh, I would like to open up the phone lines for anyone that has uh any closing uh, questions or comments concerning tonight's topic, which is I decree and declare. I decree and declare. Caller, you're on the air. Praise the Lord, man of God. God bless you. God bless, bless you. Lord. Praise the Lord. Hi. Can, can you hear me clearly? Yes, yes. Can, yeah, I, I just, uh, can you hear me as well? I can hear you clearly. Thank you. Um, I just want to say this is a great, really, really great topic, and I, I like to decree uh, because it, it it helps us to know that we have authority in God. It helps us to know that uh, we we don't have to be in a position where we're just praying per se. Praying is good because we're instructed to pray. But one of the things that we uh, do not emphasize on is the ability to construct, the ability to use our creative power 
that was given to us. And that's the dominion and the authority that Christ is, uh, God is rather, had um, modeled for us. He was that prototype that we should model uh, and saying in the beginning, when he spoke in the beginning, let there be light, and there was. And he's also passed that on to us. And so God has passed on to us. It helps us to know that we have that dominion and authority to decree a thing, and it must come to pass because we have uh, a God's DNA in us. We, we, we have that ability, that enablement of going, running through our veins. And so we have the ability to speak a thing. But the thing is that we focus on prayer and prayer. Prayer is very good to pray. But what happens is that because we aren't taught properly in our sense of, of, of authority, we're praying, but now when we pray, we've become beggars in our prayer. Mm. Wow, yeah. So many people have settled to become beggars in our prayer where we're, now we're just not only just, we're asking God, asking God is good. But God is saying for us to get to another level. Get to another level in your walk where you're not just asking me now, but now you're speaking as me in the earth realm. So as you speak, because he's giving you authority, you're speaking as Christ in the earth realm with his authority, with through his word, by his enablement, now will be that greater manifestation. And so God wants us to be able to ascend from that place we're just like um, just asking and becoming beggars versus us walking in that dominion where we're saying let there be so if there's situations that we're experiencing in our lives we just have to speak through the authority of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit to say let there be and then that's when we'll see the manifestation of God in our life. We just have to know our authority, our inheritance, our sonship that God has allowed us to possess. And I know you have two minutes left, so I just want to say that this is a wonderful, great topic, and I want to thank you so very kindly for allowing me to share. God bless you. Thank you. But we'll move forward, yes. It's very important, uh, my brothers and sisters, that, uh, again, we do not appear to be beggars in our, in our prayer, but we are resident, we are invoking the presence of God in the circumstances of the not merely uh, uh, beggars. Now, uh, you know, there's the Lord's, you know, uh, the, the model prayer, uh, our, the All Father, uh, the All Father prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Um, we have, and, and that's good, that's considered the, the model prayer, but now God has called us to go to Okay. So, 